Hey everybody, welcome back to season two, that's what we're calling it, of the Tech Connect podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dan. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm Ben, season two. Season Se- two. Season nobody wanted, but like, like, but we're here anyways. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Every, every good show has that. It, it does? I think so. <laughs> the, season where, the season where everyone stopped listening. Or <laughs> stopped watching. Yeah. All right, yeah. Well, you're out there. We know you're out there, so thanks for listening. We'll start with that. Welcome to season two. All right. All right, so what's been going on, bud? Any big updates? Anything you want to share with us? I want to share everything. Um, yeah, there's there's so much. Um, the, the start to this school year was... Um, uh, was wow. It was wow. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. That was. I was looking for a word to d- describe it. It, it wasn't. Um, it, it was. It was very busy. Extremely busy. We had a number of new student enrollments the last two weeks of August, and um, you know by that time we already have all of our Chromebooks already tagged and bagged and, and ready to go and everything. And the so, efficiency was our downfall. Yeah, the efficiency. <laughs> was, yeah, this summer we were like, boom, we're done with that. We're already. Um, so we really had to shift gears. We had to we had to deploy a number of uh, Chromebooks. We had to get extra Chromebooks to carts um, to students at the secondary level um, and cases. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was one of those things where you know we were dealing with a very very. Um, Happy, good to have problem with with you know with unexpected higher enrollment and, and just making sure we we had the resources for it. It was just a matter of getting them deployed, getting them out, and then uh, um, you know, and then from there, um, there were a number of things that we've changed over the last few months about how printers are pushed out to devices and, and how we manage the computers and things like that. And of course, we had to update all the computers over the summer. And every time you update something, you end up you know, breaking a bunch of other stuff. So yeah. a lot of fixing on that part. Um, <laughs> and uh, thankfully, it was mostly easy fixes. It was just a lot of it. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and then as that died down, then the, the NWEA, the map testing, picked up K-8. So yeah. now we're into that. And yeah, there's just a lot. And and we're getting laptops ready. We're getting laptops ready for the, uh, the elementary building, the first wave of teacher laptops. And we... Uh, we're excited to get those out. Um, we wanted to wait um, because there was enough happening at the beginning of the school year. We wanted to wait until October when we could do mm-hmm. more of a soft launch there rather than, hey, everything's new at the beginning of the, you know, hey, figure it all out. <laughs> yeah. So, this will be good. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Ah, uh, yep. <laughs> so, what's going on with you? I just you know been helping a lot with the tech side of things and uh learning some new terminology some new structures and some new um you know verbiage for new the new, new role because yeah because you're so frustrated with everything. no no <laughs> no i'm just you know because it's like with the added responsibilities of the new you know managing our title and right our state and federal programs as, as part of my new job um where i'm, I'm just learning a ton yeah. and i you know i'm fortunate that i like to learn because on the flip side like my old job which is still tech coaching um is also one where i constantly am learning so it's kind of 
you know, been learning a lot in September. Let's put it that way. Right, right, right. Yeah. right. Yeah. Well, well, it's not old job. It's 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 current job. job. Concurrent job. Yes, the concurrent job. Concurrent jobs. I like it. Concurrent jobs and responsibilities. Your vocabulary is improving dramatically. I, I like to read. So we're going to do something a little bit different with our OER. Um, well, we're going to do something a little bit different about OERs or open educational resources. Now, Ben and I had the opportunity to go to Grand Rapids and learn from a couple people that are associated with our fine REMC here in Michigan. Yes, we did. Um, and what we had the opportunity to do is learn all about OERs, what goes into it, and how we can use OERs in our classrooms and how we can help teachers implement OERs. How we, we can use open educational resources. Yeah, acronyms. Education acronyms, you know. Right, 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 right. Actual yeah. resources, not acronyms, but actual resources yeah. that are out there on the web. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So what we did is we we talked about this at the Lake Michigan Tech Conference a little bit, and I just want to yeah we had a good session share with everybody else a little bit more about what open educational resources are. Okay. So I'm going to give you six statements. Six statements. Got it. And I need you to respond with fact or myth. It's all either a fact or a myth. Fact or a myth. Okay. You ready? I, I think I can do that. Yeah. Okay. All free resources are open educational resources. All free resources are open educational resources. That's a myth. myth. Why is that a myth? Why is that a myth? Well, um, because freely available. Okay. <clears throat> oh, this is... Okay, we're just going to get right into the weeds right away. All right. An open educational resource is a resource that someone has um, has put on the – not necessarily the internet, but has made available mm-hmm. um, with the express stipulation that they claim absolutely no um, rights or permissions, um, copyright, um, to the material. Mm-hmm. You may use it. However you would like, um, which is um, different than just being free because there are plenty of free resources that vendors will give you or that you can find online and you either A, just ignore the copyright that's on it (laughs) or B, you use it within the appropriate um, guidelines of fair use. Oh. Yeah. So yeah. So all all free resources are not open educational resources. Right. Now there's that. All right. Next statement. Okay. My textbook is an open educational resource. No, textbooks are not open educational resources. Those are the express property, intellectual property of the textbook publisher. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, they're, that's why that's why they cost so much. <laughs> that's one of the reasons they cost so much is because they are, yeah, they right. So yeah, that's a, also a myth. Um, here's your next statement: Teachers pay teachers is an open educational resource. No, teachers pay teachers is not open educational resource. Technically, if you want to get nerdy about it, uh, you purchase something on Teachers Pay Teachers. For the most part, you're purchasing a use license, basically saying, oh hey, if you're 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 purchasing a handout or a reproducible, you're just purchasing the, the the use rights to go ahead and reproduce that or use that in your class. You're not, you know, if you were to purchase something and then, hey, I got this off Teachers Pay Teachers, here you go, and give it to every teacher in your building, that would actually be violating the use terms of uh, most materials on Teacher Pay Teachers. Correct. So, so that's also a myth. 
All right. Oh, it's a myth. Sorry. <laughs> myth. Myth. All, all teaching resources are copyrighted. Myth. All not, right. not all teaching resources are. Um, the uh, um, Library of Congress has a huge digital collection online, and everything in the Library of Congress is in the public domain. And anything right. in the public domain, by law, cannot cannot have, be can, can I have a copyright yeah. yeah so all right open educational resources allow you to customize and personalize for your students needs uh, fact fact yes yeah. yeah because if it's if it's open and it's free to you to do whatever you want mix remix it change it up that's yeah I like that remix word remix <laughs> finally the last statement open educational resources are more expensive than other materials oh that is that's a myth. That is a myth. That's a myth. In the session we did at, our, at the Lake Michigan Tech Conference this summer, I mean, we took people to the Go Open Michigan portal mm-hmm. where they could sign up for free. They could find resources for free, download resources for free, remix resources for free. It was it was all free. It didn't cost you a penny. Yeah. Everything was free. Right. And that's part of an OER is that it's something that is readily available to you for free. And again, not all free resources are open educational resources, but all open educational resources are free resources. Right. All right. So what it comes down to is our open educational resources have to meet the following five R's. Do you want me to quiz you on these or do you want me to just go over? Them? Oh, I'm going to fail. Uh, let's see. Five They're not R. horcruxes, so you got a chance. No, that's right. Uh, so the five R's, an open educational resources has to be, um, um, you have to be able, uh, um, you, you have to be able to reuse it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, reuse it, meaning, hey, I could go ahead um, and uh, anyone else can use it. If I create it and put it up there, anyone else can use it. I don't care. Or if you find it, you could do that. Uh, remix. Yep. The right to remix, uh, to remix, which means to change it, edit it, yep. tear it apart, redo it. Um, uh, let's see. Reduce, reuse, and recycle. No. Um, <laughs> um, uh, redistribute. Yes. Um, redistribute. So that means you have the, if you download something and, you know, it's a, a lesson plan or a unit plan and you change it up then you have to be able to um, the right stipulate that yes you can go ahead and redistribute that and put it out there without without you then saying oh who I made this and, and copyright and blah 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 right um, and, and then I think I fail what are the other two R's retain, ah, retain. so you get to keep it and yep. you own a copy of it forever gotcha. as long as you want and then the last one was uh, revise you're allowed to adapt, modify, adjust, change, and alter the content. Oh, got so, it. Okay. Yeah. Revise sounds a lot like remixing. Remix is officially combine original and revised content into something new. Correct. Revising would be working within the same mm-hmm. lesson plan, and remixing would be bringing in elements from other things. Yeah. So, like, one of the things that I used to do before I knew what open educational resources were is I would take something and I would revise, like, a primary source in my social studies class to be in you know, without changing the meaning of the statement to make it more uh, 21st century friendly with words that we use. Um, And that would be one thing that we did. I had the opportunity to go through a primary source training with the Library of Congress at the University of Indiana in Bloomington, and it was a fantastic one. And that was even before we were talking OERs. It was just like teaching with primary sources. It was incredible. So um, the last 
Last little quick hit on OERs is that it includes images, audio, video, interactive simulations, lesson plans, textbooks, and so much more. Um, I mean, anything. I mean, we've been talking about lesson plans, but really, I mean, it can be boiled down to just as simple as, as, a, as like you said, as a picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and like one of the things from that teaching with primary sources was a picture of a, a boy coal miner. Um, and like you had to try to guess when the picture was taken, where it was taken, um, and, and looking at the context clues within the picture as part of the lesson plan. It was really cool. And that came right from the Library of Congress, which is pretty awesome. So mm-hmm. with that, we're going to jump to our questions and answers segment. Yay! Of which we have no questions. Aw, no questions. But hey, that's all right. It's been busy. It's been... Uh, it's been a busy, crazy start to the to yeah. the school year, and we, we're we're getting into NWA testing, and so people are really people are really dialed in, focused in, and all the PLC work yep. and everything. So all good. Um, that's all right. I, I I have faith that questions will come in. I think they will. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna revisit the stump us. Now this is from way back when it seems like. Okay. All right. Um, and this last question came from Kim Kabatsky. It was, what animal has square eyeballs? Do you remember what you answered? I think I said goats. You did say goats. Yeah. And? And that's totally correct. Totally correct. Yeah. So now, (laughs) ding, 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 Ding. winner, winner. What what do I get? Um, You get to to be on episode six of the Tech Connect podcast. (laughs) Possibly episode seven. What a great, what a great deal. I love it. Okay. So, um... So with that, that brings our total score up to, you want to guess? Uh, we have two correct and four incorrect. We have 1.71 <laughs> correct out of our five. Wow. Okay. So, All right. Great. Yeah. Hey, we're getting better. Yeah. Improvement. Continuous improvement. There we yep. go. All right. So this new question comes from Mike Glassman. Of course it does. It is a stumper because when I look at it, I I don't know. Okay. But I have a feeling he might be prepping for a comp TIA certification. Okay, great. Yep. Yep. So here's your stumper this time. Okay. What are the three levels of a NAT connection or a NAT connection? The three levels? The three levels of NAT connections. Uh, wow. That's that's a great question. So um, it's from out there. Yeah, of a NAT connection. Um, um, level one, I think, would be... Um, oh, let me see. Oh, um, level one would be uh, just friends. Um, level two would be uh, dating. And level three, of course, would be... Um, going steady because I'm obviously from the 1950s. Um, engaged. How about that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Level one would be dating, and level two would be engaged, and level three would be married, right? There we go. Okay. Yeah, let's go yeah. with that. Yeah, I don't know what a NAT connection is. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at it, and it's like, is there, should there be a G there? Like, are we talking about NATs, NATs? Like, what's going on here? So, everyone out in the IT world right now is just going, oh my gosh. So, they're unsubscribing from the Tech Connect <sighs> podcast. Totally. I don't even know why you were subscribed to begin with. I mean, so, like, yeah. All right. So with that, we'll have to wait until our next episode to see how we did. Yeah. Hey. All right. There we go. Not quite sure. Thanks for the stumper, Mike. Appreciate yep. it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we're going to move on to our last segment this week, um, and it's going to be our technology using teacher award. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 
We have pre-printed this one. Ooh, I'm yep. holding it in my hand right now. You can't see it, but it's all fancy. It's gold and green, and it's awesome. Yeah, it is pretty fancy this time. So yep. it took a couple prints to get them right. The 3D printers didn't run much over the summer. Um, but now they are ready to go. Yep. So this week, the award is going to... Chris Broadwater. Yay, Chris. Chris. um, Why why is Chris getting this award? Well, that's a good question because Chris volunteered to kind of help us pilot the laptop and docking station in the elementary classroom last spring. That's right. Through his feedback and his efforts in doing this, he really helped our technology department gear up to actually get these laptops into the hands of our K-3 teachers. Right, exactly. He helped us with a lot of things, a lot of issues, knocking them down, figuring out what we needed to have on them, um, and just the you know the interface of it as well, plugging into mm-hmm. the docking station, the docking station, mm-hmm. um, you know, and we, we learned a lot. One of the biggest one of the biggest takeaways is that by switching over to the laptops and going to the docking stations, we'll be able to use the the HDMI um, input for the projectors, which is going to give the HD the the high definition connection yep. is going to give you a bigger screen. It's going to give you higher fidelity. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to solve a lot of the audio issues that yep. we have in the classrooms, like yep. with the buzzing sounds and stuff, because it yep. comes from the old analog cords. And yep. yeah, so lot lot of lot of good stuff and and. Chris was was really awesome, and we threw a lot of stuff at him, and and we knocked down almost all the issues um, that we were able that he was able to to produce. Fine for us, yeah. yeah. And it's given us the confidence to move forward with this. Yeah, and, it really and get has. Those laptops into willing participants' hands, you know, this month in October. Yeah, so. we love it. Thanks, Chris. Thank you, Chris. Uh, that's going to wrap up our Tech Connect podcast this week. Cool. Um, so we'll be back in your feed sometime soon. Um, we'll have to put it on the calendar and, and pick the time, but send us send us your questions. Send, send us your questions. questions, stumpers of anything, but but tech questions, anything. Um, any, I know any questions. I know I know it's been uh, the, 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 we haven't been out about as often as we were last year, but hey, that's that's how it goes. It's October now, so now it's time to get out and really kick butt. Yep, everything's out of the way. So, yeah. anyways, thanks for tuning in. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Adios.